It's God fucking damn it, Tyler. God damn it. I I think it's fucking it's a it's a great song. Absolutely. The I, fact that you chose any song from All or Nothing is just, it just shows it just shows your true colors. It shows your no, true it, colors. It just shows that I think outside the box and I'm no, more of a It shows that, it shows that you're trying you're trying so hard to be like sophisticated and 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 pretend to the world that like 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 you have some complexity to you, <laughs> but really everyone just sees you as as a fucking uh, a goblin. <laughs> you're a go- you're a goblin. <laughs> it's like the, the worst insult ever. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different artist, a different band, and a different record, and we break it down. We find out all the secrets about it, and we let you in on all those secrets, mm-hmm. and we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us five stars on there. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link, and we have a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And uh, now that we have all the boring intros uh, out, of the w- out of the way, what uh, what are we doing today, Jeff? We are doing Pennywise's album, Straight Ahead. Now, Jeff, what is yes. your, um, yeah. what's your origin story yeah. with the Pennywise's? Okay, go. All right. So... Um, Stand by me, stand by me. Their cover that was uh, that's the first Pennywise song I ever heard, and this was at a time when I was I was uh, I was going to camp a lot. I mean, as I as I did. If you listen to this podcast, you know most of my early music comes from camp. And mm-hmm. before I started playing the guitar, you know, I was thinking about playing the guitar. I wanted to play the guitar, and so I was obsessed with like covers for like a while when I was like twelve, thirteen. And this this was a cover that I really liked, and it kind of pushed me to want to play the guitar. And so I I I heard the song numerous times, and then I realized that the same band who like my counselors are playing and this this was at the time of like Straight Ahead, like Alien and stuff. Like it was the same band. I I because they they sound different. Like they do sound fucking different. Yeah, or like we just discussed in the rankings, the EP Pennywise does not sound really like LP Pennywise. They're like two no. fucking different bands. And so when I realized that they're the same band, this was already like the year two thousand at this point, almost like two, almost to the point where Land of the Free is coming out. <laughs> and so I got, I got Straight Ahead and Land of the Free pretty much at the same time. Yeah, I got them both from from the Columbia House thing. They sent them both to me, but Straight Ahead just came sooner. I remember I got Straight Ahead just before I did Land of the Free, and so therefore, like that is what I gravitated towards more. But I listened to both of those records side by side just hundreds of times, honestly, over the years. But yeah, Stand by Me from from the I think it's the 
I think it's the wild card or we're is it the wild card? Whatever EP mm, it was. Yeah, I don't remember which one. The Stand By Me part. And honestly, like the Stand By Me thing was great, but what really got me on the cover is when he says, Won't you fucking stand by me? Like as a <laughs> as a child, as as a as you know, as a thirteen year old child, like that is like I've heard Stand By Me so many times. But yeah, you never heard him say fucking in there. I mean that's that's cool stuff. It's so punk, bro. It is. It's so, it's so cool. It is so cool. I love it. I still love it. I still like to say, won't you fucking stand by me? I still like saying it like that. Even if I hear the regular version, I'll still throw a fucking in there. You got to. Yeah. So yeah, that's um that's that's how I got into Pennywise was through Stand By Me and wanting to play cover songs. Honestly, I think I I think I wanted to play cover songs because there was some girl I liked at some point. I th- that that's really why I started playing the guitar was because I wanted to just impress people. But I guess that's like everybody, right? Yeah, that's true. That's kind of why you do it. It's no different than, show off. than yeah, Eddie Van Halen doing that shit. Yeah, true. Not doing it for his health. <clears throat> that's well, probably he probably was. He was <laughs> that he was because he's you know. Yeah, he's dead now. He's definitely not doing this for his health. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, uh, so my origin story is uh, is fuck authority. That was that was the uh, that was the first time I ever heard them. I heard that on the radio on K Rock local radio station here, and uh, and I thought, oh my god, this is so cool. They say fuck, they say fuck authority. Like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? But of course, they censored it. But we all knew what he was saying, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I just I I remember I I recorded it onto a tape, onto a little cassette tape because that's what I was still doing at the time. And then I eventually I burned it on a CD because I realized cassettes are fucking lame. And uh, yeah, and then I went to Best Buy and got Land of the Free. And then I think a week, yeah, and then like a week later, I went back to Best Buy and got uh, Straight Ahead. And much like you, these two records, I played the hell out of in high school, especially like the first couple of years of high school. I listened to a lot of, a lot of these, a lot of Pennywise and, um, just really dug it, and I mean, I never liked it as much as say Guttermouth and Offspring and and stuff like that. But it was just always there, and it was just like a nice thing to kind of throw in on the background, go for a walk, just go do, just fucking fuck around, listen to Pennywise. So that's my origin story. Nothing, nothing too deep. And then, but I never got any. It got never got into anything after this, after Land of the Free, or anything before uh, Straight Ahead. I just didn't care enough. I just always figured like these two records sound so alike. The rest of the stuff probably sounds like it, and it's not enough for me to go listen to. So, never did, never did until years and years and years later. So, billions. Yeah, that's my origin story. Some billions. That's a good origin story. It's not that's bad. That's my origin story. <laughs> heard better. It's not the uh, worst I've ever heard. I've heard a lot better. Heard a lot better. So then let's You're give right. our um, let's give our initial thoughts on Straight Ahead, and. Uh, Give out any stinkers if we have them, and then we'll start with uh, Alien because we already played it. So, what do you got? Where that was a lot of like questions you were asking there. No stinkers. Mm-hmm. I have no stinkers. Um, All right. What what else did you say? I said initial thoughts on Straight Ahead. Oh, but we um, I guess we already touched upon it. Yeah, this is this is the mainstay. This is my favorite uh, Pennywise album. I think Land of the Free. Is better overall. I think I think there are more songs on Land of the Free. I really hate that I say it like that now. It fucking bothers <laughs> me. It just sounds so stupid. It, does. it sounds so it stupid. It sounds terrible. I feel like it's not even good. Like you say it like it, it, it flows a little bit nicer. When I say it, it just sounds fucking dumb. I sound like I'm an idiot. 
I'm going to try not to do it again. But I think... You have think, to say uh, it like that. That's how it's written. It's written with a question mark. You have <laughs> to think, say it like that. I think The Land of the Free is uh, <laughs> overall a better album. There's more songs on there that aren't okay than Straight Ahead. But I think... Dude, I think some of these songs in Straight Ahead just hit immensely harder than Land of the uh, Land of the Free. Land Come of the on. Free. Land of the Free? <laughs> It just sounds so lame when you don't say it that way. Land of the free. Land of the free. Land of the free. Land of the free. Well, nobody uh, talks like that. Yeah, nobody does. That's a stupid title for an album. Makes, um, it's making you think. It's making you think. By putting a question mark there, yeah. Yeah, Land of the Free. And I'm talking about, like, this is, dude, this was, that, that was, uh, what, June of 2001, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Before damn, 9-11. Dude. This is yeah. This is this is like challenge. Like fuck, authority comes out before nine eleven, and, and I mean, just like dude, nine eleven just changed our entire political system, our society. It changed so many things, and we were still we were still a little bit too young to fully understand ex- like the full extent of what happened for nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like our like friend of the pod, dude. Like we had friends of the pod that were like taken in. And question because of nine eleven, they were asked mm-hmm. questions like, "Have you ever driven a bus? Have you ever like made a bomb? Like what the fuck?" I know, and we were what thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking insane. Like like these were people, you, the, the family had just had disappeared. Yeah, like he like fucking a week. just disappeared. Yeah, no, nobody knew what happened to him. No idea what happened to him. Yeah, fucking crazy shit. And like land of the land of the free. Like it's it's a cool it's a cool concept. I like it. I love it. But like Straight Ahead was doing the same thing. Straight Ahead was doing mm-hmm. the same thing. It was talking about the same issues. It just wasn't as uh, as, as blatantly disrespectful as, as like fuck authority. Yeah. But even but, though Alien Alien has had a lot of um, it has it still has a lot of airplay on the radio, like dude, local radio especially. Alien is legit. Like K Rock's it, it for sure K Rock's favorite Pennywise song. Oh but yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's probably like a top five K rock song of all time. They they do play it a lot. I swear station. to God, they play that song so fucking much. I know it's a fucking killer song. Fantastic so, song. Where where's this? Where does this sit on your banger list? It's my four B. Really? Yeah. Okay, this is my one B. This is my one B. Oh damn, girl. Yeah, I don't okay. give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. Let us hear you scream is the best Pennywise song, and this is my favorite song off of uh, Straight Ahead. You were saying words that it's yeah. true. I'm saying the truth. Everything convince myself. Everything I can't can't believe. <laughs> Abused, confused. Oh, it's so good. It's like it's the so, okay. So my my favorite part so of this lame, song, dude. It's so lame. My my favorite part of the song it. is is when it like drops in from the intro. And then we get oh, that drum hit, yeah. that doof. But at the same time, we get that bass side, that barrel, that barrel that goes down <laughs> at the same time as, as as the drum hit. And then both yeah. of them together, it's just, it's so stupid, but it sounds, like you said earlier, with the, the production-wise, all their albums have always been really well produced. They've always sounded really well. They sound great. There's a lot of dynamics. And with this one, you get that rich sound. You get like the barrel going down and you get like the nice crack yeah. of the snare. Love that. That's like my favorite part of this album is that one little note, that one little hit. Yeah, that one hit, and <laughs> it, it's also it's also the silence. There is that 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 mo- very brief moment of silence before that that snare hits, and then everything kicks in. And you know, like you know, there was discussion over whether or not to do like a a, a bass snare, right? Yeah. And you know, there was discussion: should we do like or just do the part? 
Like that's, those are big differences. Yeah. Dude, those are big, big differences. And like we're talking, this is, this is, this is iconic. This is just iconic Los Angeles, Southern California, punk rock. Dude, Pennywise, Pennywise is the bee's knees, man. I, I cannot sing They're their great. early praises more. Honestly, I just cannot. They're great. And Fletcher's guitar on this song, his, uh, his lead guitar line is so, it's so simple and so catchy. It's, it's like, um, I, I can't even explain it. It's not like groovy, but it, it's, it's smooth. just, it's smooth. Yeah, it's smooth. It's, smooth. smooth. it's like butter. Honestly, yeah. it's like fucking, it's like butter. It's, it's so one of the, smooth. It's one of the few moments where he has these, this smooth moment on his guitar. Cause yeah, there's really no other song that I can think of off the top of my head that has this kind of, just this iconic guitar line. He's not that kind of guitar player. He's a riff. He's a riff guitar player. Yeah, power chord guitar through. player. So to have him play any sort of lead is is one unusual, and to have it be this catchy is even crazier. It's fucking awesome. Really awesome. So like, I want to I want to go on the riff guitar player thing, yeah. because. My favorite part of like Pennywise is their riff guitar playing. Is the fact that they can write songs around just simple four power chord songs and like just extrapolate from that and 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 write an entire song. I like just having I like hearing them jam with no solos, no leads, just a lot of riffage. I like that, but yeah. that's that's not like exclusive to Pennywise. I mean, Welcome to Paradise, Basket Case. I mean. Dookie itself yeah. is damn near an entire like riff driven power chord song or album. And so these are things that have been done already that 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 we like, but when you add solos to them, then we think automatically, oh them they're they're better than than everybody else because they're <laughs> doing solos now. But honestly, it takes skill to just write a basic punk song where you can bounce along, where you can enjoy it based off of just just a riffage, just a power cordage. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and he I never respect that. And Fletcher never really kind of he never when he does his solos that they're never winking guitar solos. They're they're short, they're to the point, and they're just they're just a pleasant they're a pleasant listen. They they really add to the song, and I like that a lot. But that might just be due to the fact that he's not like a super technical player. So, dude shreds though. I will no, he, I will no, say dude shreds. When, he, when they yeah. play live, he shreds. On their EPs, on Stand By Me, he shred. Yeah. So And talk I'm about good. like a, a consistent band live because, dude, they sound ex- identical live as as on their records. Like, it's just, you can't tell the difference. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, it's good. Usually, usually that's annoying, but with a band like this, you want it to sound like the records. Like, it, it, it's that, it's that effective. But... And Fletcher is a big part of that. And like I said in the rankings, Jim is my least favorite part. And if there was a little bit more melody in Pennywise, I feel like they could have been way cooler. And that's why Alien is as popular as it is because it does have some melodies. It has some catchiness, cheesiness, yeah. But there's some really catchy parts in the song. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of melody. There's a lot of melody. Okay. In some songs. Okay. In some songs, but you would have to admit too on this record, there's a lot of filler. I mean, it's seventeen songs. Yeah, I this for sure. I I would have liked for Pennywise from the beginning to just do thirteen song albums through and through. Mm-hmm. Like that would have just been a cool a cool shtick because uh, the first album was like fourteen songs, I think. 
Yeah. And so I, I, I think it would just been cool to do 13 songs. I think 13 songs is fine. You put them at two to three minutes. That's just over 30 minutes. No big deal. 17 is too much. I do. I think I have, I think I have a, like 10 bangers. I think I have 10 bangers here. I have 10. I have 10. Yeah. I have 10 bangers. And so the other, the other seven are, are like true, true. Okay. songs. some of them like teeter on, on the, on the edge of being like a banger, but they're just not there. They're just not there. It's because sometimes this band, even on this record, it just things kind of bleed together. I mean, they, they don't, they don't do, they pretty much just do their, their own cookie cutter sound and that's it, which is cool. It's fine. It's, but when you really start to break it down, you realize like, wow, dude, I kind of want it to be more complex than this. (laughs) It's very, very straightforward. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I don't know. Musically on this one, do you have anything else musically or should we jump into the lyrics? Oh, just, just on alien. We're we're still on. uh, Yeah. We're still on alien. Yeah. So, so I always thought he was saying, um, I'm on earth rather than among us. When he's among us until this week, like legit, I've always been singing. (laughs) I'm on earth. Cause I mean, it fits. It makes sense. (laughs) It does fit. Yeah. Yeah. But I I never knew that he said Among Us until this week, so I thought that was funny. I'm still gonna I never say knew what he said. I'm on Earth, but I don't care. I would just make a sound. I never knew what the words were. Oh, you'd just be like the I'm on Earth. Yeah, there you go. That works. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it works. I really I really don't know what this song's about. This song and there's like one other song where I wrote I have no idea what this is about. I can I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Not that he's like a crazy complex lyricist, but I don't know what it, I, I don't know what this song's about. I really don't. I, I I thought okay, so I thought this was about like society's apathetic mentality toward violence and other wrongdoings. The title suggests that Alien is at first him, the the writer mm-hmm. Jim, being the outsider with his posy thinking, but then it transitions later on to like we're the aliens, and I think that's yeah. that's that at first. When he says we're we're the aliens, he's saying like we're not him, but like we, but you and me and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then it like ends with we're the aliens again, where he's saying that he's acknowledging that he could be doing better to help change society. That we're the aliens here because we are still like like foreigners to our own planet, to our own problems. We don't fix okay. them. I can see that. I'm kind of reading through them again. I see what you're saying. It's just still still a weird song. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. It's great. Would you agree though? Like this is this this has to be like one of K Rock's favorite songs. Oh, absolutely. This and like some I Red Hot Chili Peppers, some Foo Fighters. Fucking uh, smells like Teen Spirit it has to be yeah. in the top five K Rock songs of all time. Bad yes. Habit has oh to be my a, god. Yes. Oh no, no, come out and no. play. Come out and yeah. play. Or come out and play or the 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 la 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 la. Oh yeah. What is that? I can't even think what that song is right now. I can't think what song either. Not genocide. <laughs> that's a good song the fuck song is that i can't even think it's not genocide right no <laughs> oh that's my so god i am just i'm cannot even think what that song is what it bothers is it? me so much oh my god let's we gotta look we it up we cannot move forward until oh, until Off we spring. figure out what the fuck song that is <sighs> smash let's see here Arguably, like their most popular song is is that annoying song. I still like that song though. Uh, self esteem. Self esteem, of course. Wait, is it self? Yeah, yeah, it's self esteem. Yeah, yeah. self esteem. Yeah. He's talking about his Fucking girlfriend 
he's being weird to him and shit, and he doesn't like it. <sighs> that baseline's so good though, in self-esteem. No, no, I should say no. Oh, dude, that song's good. That album was so fucking good. God, this era of like punk music was so good in the nineties. Nineties punk, man. Oof. The Offspring, Blink, Vandals, Guttermouth, Suicide Machines, Pennywise, dude. It's just fucking so good, so yeah. good. Dude, we could get into like the history of of the punk scene in, in SoCal here. I mean, I don't know, right? Because I, I feel I, I I I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm already I'm already I'm already okay. hyped up. We're right. talking about K Rocks. We got to talk about Rodney, Rodney Bingenheimer, Rodney and the Rocks. So I, I feel like, but I don't feel like I know that Rodney was a big, a big reason that punk got started in California in the SoCal yeah, scene. Yeah. He was a big proponent of it. He pushed it on like the mainstays. He pushed it on the radio. He was he was somebody. God, I I, I cannot believe. I, I read a little bit about him this week too. I cannot believe how popular he was. Running with with like the uh, the elite uh, music scene, like like he yeah. was going to parties with with everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, he discovered he Van Halen. He discovered Gun and, Guns and Roses. You know, he was so he, he's so important to the scene. It's unreal. Not just he punk, was, but rock and rock in general. He was so important to the scene that that people recognized him before they recognized other major label multi million dollar acts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like everybody knew who who he was. Like everybody, I, I mean, I'm, there were stories of him just sleeping with just hundreds of girls, hundreds of women, <laughs> so thousands even. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I cannot believe how 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 far this guy's reach was. Then he went to England for a while. He, he mm-hmm. was fed up with the U.S. But yeah, like so, like the 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 the, the punk scene essentially started with like the glam rock era, the '70s, all that hard harder metal stuff, the faster stuff transition into the more kind of angsty black flag era of yeah, punk music. Yeah. And then, then transitioned into as what we know at the late eighties, early nineties, I guess Skate you would punk, call it really. like, the ep- I like to call it like the epitaph era because, yeah, epi- yeah, huh. yeah. Because even though like no effects is, is a mainstay, I feel like the epitaph era really, like Pennywise and Bad Religion, even though I don't really like Bad Religion until we do it on the pod and then figure I'll out probably love better. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I like the epitaph era of punk music that that late eighties, early nineties stuff. That's like that's the beginning of the best, and honestly, I think it's the best because we're getting the best melodies. We're getting we're we're still getting like the angst that like Henry Rollins was preaching. Yeah, but the Rollins yeah. was getting fun. Like fuck, man. Like why am I going to a show if it's not going to be fun? Yeah. And you're still getting some politics with some bands occasionally. So kind of like going off of the Dead Kennedy stuff, some Black Flag as well. You still get some of that in the 90s, some political stuff. Nothing crazy, but it's there. Honestly, like the Rock Against Bush stuff was some of the most political punk stuff we've ever seen. Even though Mm it was kind of dumb, but like, again, it was just getting so (laughs) many people involved. It was getting so much of the younger generation involved. That was like 2000, right? Wasn't it? it was no. or was Rock Against Bush 2004, 2003? Right. It was it was, it was rocking against the second Bush. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But like that's that's still bleeding into bleeding from, I guess, the classic era of, of I think 90s punk is like the best. I, I honestly do. I think it's the it, best it, of all I, time. I, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think it's everything you want from music in general. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. I totally agree. And Pennywise, dude, Pennywise were a fucking mainstay. Just every other year, dude. It's just every two, three years putting out good product after good product after good product. But I will say, I will say this. Pennywise is the Foo Fighters of punk music. Dude, don't. Why would you? No, they are. not even close. No, they are. Not. No, they are. They're, no. They, Yes, they are. They're they're the most That's vanilla. Silly boy talk. That's they're the silly most boy vanilla music-wise. They're the most vanilla punk band from the nineties. No, because there's a lot of bands Absolutely that sound like that. the Foo Fighters, but there's there's really no band that sound like Pennywise. Oh come on! Pennywise have their own sound. It is the, the the Pennywise sound. They have marketed this sound. It is their sound. If you even try to do this sound, you're just a Pennywise knockoff. <laughs> Foo Fighters don't have a sound except for just being vanilla. Pennywise and that's have Pennywise a sound. too. Pennywise they can have be very a vanilla. Sound. It's a okay, but they can sound. still be very vanilla. It, a specific sound, specific sound can be vanilla. Of course it can. But you say and that they're Pennywise. the Foo Fighters of the punk community. That's they that's are. Silly. That's they silly. are. They absolutely are. Nah. I like I like a lot of Foo Fighters stuff too. So it's not really a knock. I'm just that's just how it is. No, because I think the Foo Fighters are a bad band. I think they're a bad band that just so that's, happened to see, write silly. a handful of pretty good catchy songs but i don't think they were a good band i think they're a bad band i think they have a fantastic one of the best frontmans of all time and they wrote a handful of fantastic songs but pennywise are, dude pennywise are, are leaps and bounds that pennywise wrote, fighters will ever be i mean pennywise wrote what maybe four or five really amazing songs come on no they wrote like four or five really amazing albums like what are you talking about <laughs> here Foo fighters have not written one good uh, album to date Okay. All right. All right. Well, whatever. So let, let's get back to straight ahead. Like deliberately trying to piss me off every fucking. No, I'm not. I. You but are. I, what's I, happening here tonight? I truly, I truly believe. I you truly think just, that they're the Foo Fighters of punk. No, they're not. What are you talking about? Because they're so accessible. They're so accessible. And they're they're just so vanilla in their delivery, in every which way. Like there's nothing. But if like nobody sounds unique. like Jim, if nobody gives Jim's delivery. Like but over still, Fletcher's aggressive riffage, under it, right Burt McCracken's drumming, like dude, he's like one of my favorite punk drummers because he Burt plays McCracken. the tom so heavy. Like he know, he knows. But there's nothing. Like, nobody sounds like them in any capacity. But nobody sounds like the Offspring. Nobody sounds like the Vandals. Guttermouth, Blink. Yeah, that's why Green they're all Day. great. You're, you're listing great bands. I love Bad that. Religion. Don't don't say Rancid. Rancid's not a great band. Don't say. Bad but religion. I'm talking about. Being unique, very unique sounding, like they're you, extremely. You didn't unique. mention the Foo Fighters though, because Foo Fighters don't have a, a, a unique iconic. They do sound. have a unique sound. Nobody it's really sounds unique. like Dave Grohl. Nobody really sounds like Dave Grohl. Get the fuck out of here! Oh my God, please! Every every Black Keys, Black Lips, Flaming no. Keys sound like them. Flaming Keys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they sound. are the Foo Fighters of punk. So, um, what's your what's your one B? Greed, dude. Greed is like my favorite Greed, Pennywise opener, song. Huh? I love Greed. Really? Love oh, okay. Greed. All right. Well, Greed is my, um, that's my uh, my 6B. So, well, great song. Wrong, but. It's a great way to start the album because it has the, the great palm mutes. It it just it has the just really good, typical, good Fletcher guitar playing. A lot of riffs. A lot of good riffs. Dude, this this is like that bass part, right? Just just let the single notes ring out while the music chugs along, and you think, okay, this 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 guy's not really doing much, not anything really happening here. 
but this is classic Pennywise setup. And then it goes yeah, right yeah. into like that bouncing riff. That's just like that's just, that's Pennywise. That is money. And then the mayhem starts. Dude, Byron <laughs> yeah. on the tom or Burt McCracken on the toms here, and like that riff while the guitar slide goes down. Fucking killer, man! Come on, it's killer. Come on. When when the song came on again, I never really made the connection until this week, but it, the the palm muted guitar, the way he's playing, just the he's he's hitting the notes, just the single notes, and it reminds me a lot of our song, the fish soup song that we you and I wrote. Oh yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. I don't know. Maybe go back and listen to it, and you'll kind of. I feel like you, you'll kind of hear it, and kind of just the way it kind of bounces along, kind of like how our song did, or does. I, I don't know. I heard a lot of similarities between the it two. Would, dude, it would make sense. I really, really like. I really like Pennywise. I I really do. I think they're absolutely amazing. I don't think they're like vanilla. I don't think they're cookie cutter. I think like if anything, they are more iconic than half of the bands that you mentioned earlier because they carved out their own sound that is iconic only to them. Much Absolutely. like every other band that I mentioned. But Guttermouth, I love Guttermouth, but they don't have a unique sound aside from Mark. That is it. He's I the see, only I, I disagree reason. with you. I totally no, not at all. The, the revolving door of musicians, the fact that they don't have any really like good, iconic, like, melodies riff wise instrumental wise the only reason like gutter mouth is even i mean honestly and this is like factual the only reason gutter mouth is a band is because of mark he's the only person well true that's he's it. the only consistent member yeah but album to album to album i mean much like pennywise there's not much difference there's no there's no difference in gutter mouth songs they're all the fucking same true but you can but when you listen to a gutter mouth record outside of a couple of the records you can pretty much tell the difference between every song. You can tell when the song goes to the next. Nothing really bleeds together on a Guttermouth album. It's rare when that happens. Well, it's because they're like two two minutes long. And there's fucking like it ten of matter. them on an album. It, it doesn't matter. Silly. It's it doesn't silly. fucking matter. They're all the matter. same. They're all the same. No, no. All right, should we, let's, let's play a little bit of Greed, and then we'll get more into it and, and the lyrics and everything. So yeah. here it is uh, from Pennywise. Some good woes too. We got some good woes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's such a fast song. What a what a great opener. I, it's a great fucking song. It really is. It's so good. This is this is such an amazing song. This is this is just classic Penny. You you take Jim's voice out entirely, you know this is Pennywise. Yeah, you do. it's hard to argue that. You hard do to argue that. Yeah. Dude, and then like like towards the end when Jim is just like reading fucking greedy shit right while the band provides like the backup vocals yeah, corporate yeah. greed like good god that is so cool <laughs> that is just so fucking cool it's also so cheesy at the same time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking like, men dude i know unless you're unless you're doing it like in a sarcastic way or clever way it just sounds so dorky like like i've always said the one guy who's who's always done it so well has been Jello Biafra. His his political lyrics are just I think are the best by far because they're so sarcastic at times and and it's it's awesome. But hearing a band like Pennywise do it, it it comes off really silly. It's because he's so he's so like hard staunch in his in his delivery and aggressive, but the lyrics. They're not they're not bad lyrics. They're just they're not uh, they're not deep. 
Yeah, they're not. The, I, I was actually kind of expecting deeper lyrics, considering, you know, a song like Land of the Free. <laughs> when you have a song like Fuck Authority, I mean, I, sh- I guess I should have known because that, that's a very, you know, superficial kind of song lyrically. But but there's even know, a way just, to, to kind of, more. there's a way to like dance around being direct, but also being just smart about it and, and being like a better lyricist. You can be direct and, and sing a song about fucking authority. Yeah. And that song in itself is, is fine. Like that song is, is great. It's fantastic. It does what it, it, it sets out to do. Everything about it is great. But greed, I mean, like greed, like lyrically, this is just, it's about fucking greed. It literally just about <laughs> <Yeah>. greed. <laughs> it's very direct. It's aggressive. I don't know. I guess it's speaking to me, the listener. And then, I don't know. It's, it's just, come on, bro. Like, and then like you said, like he's just, he's, he's, he's directly just naming all of these obviously greedy things like corporate greed and, American greed, yeah. Come and then back. he and then he talks about like, you know, wanting to kick people's asses for for acting like this, for being like this. It's like, <laughs> okay, all right, it's yeah. it's kind of tiresome. This is but. this is why this is why skinheads and and fucking drunk marines show up to your shows and fight. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's true. I've, so I've seen I've seen Pennywise like three times. I've seen him at Warp Tour once, and then I've seen him at both House of Blues is. House of Blues, House of Blues is House of Blues. House of, how would you say House of Blues? It's, a, it's just House of Blues. But There's like no I question seen mark. A, I seen that both of them though. I, I, yeah, the old one and House the of new Blueses. one. House oh, of so Blueses. Oh, so it is Blueses. <laughs> but both you put like a question mark at the end of blueses? it. Blueses, Land of the Free, House of Blueses, and every both of the all, House of Blues. I think you would just say both of the House of Blues. Both of the House of Blues. Or you could just rephrase and just say I saw them at at the House of Blues. Wait, I. Ah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. So it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter. I, I I seen him at Warp Tour, and then I saw him at the Downtown Disney House of Blues, and then the 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 Garden, Garden Walk. Walk House yeah, of Blues. Walk. Um, mm-hmm. and and all three times in Warp Tour was the biggest shocker because still like there were there were skinheads at the Warp Tour fighting other people, and I was like, dude, dude that's just fucking crazy. That's just silly boy talk. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen them once. I saw them at uh, at Warp Tour as well. Was it the the one that you and I went to? We we were at the same one, yes, but we went separately. I went with Taylor and no, we Noel. Were, we were, no, we were the, we went together though. Nah, because everybody but else. You guys like, left early. No, no, the, the, no. We we stayed for Pennywise only because I was because she wanted to watch a bunch of the bands from earlier in the day. Yeah. But I, I, there's no fucking way I'm not going to see Pennywise. And so we were at the same show, but we went separately. Okay. Because that show, I spent most of the time in the tent drinking water because it was hot. Was, and, yeah, it was hot uh, as hell. The people I went with were just, they were fucking boring. I went in zero pits. <laughs> I did nothing. Uh, that was fun for me. I remember having fun at that show. So, no, they're Salt they're, Tiger they're, Army, Salt Pennywise. Nah, yeah, they're they're Bad they're a fine they're a fine outdoor band, but they 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 hit their stride when they play indoors, especially when they play any of the House of Blueses is in Anaheim. Yes. And the last time I saw them was when they played Full Circle in its entirety at the House of Blues, the Garden Walk, Oof. with friend of the pod David, and that was he loves Pennywise. That was that was a stupid show. That was just dumb, dude. That was insane. I bet. That was crazy. Well, it would have been crazier crazy. if they played All or Nothing in its entirety. That would have been crazy. Nobody would have showed up to that show. That would have been crazy, though. 
would have been crazy. They just did a tour of like their first four albums. Like uh, they played their each one of the albums in their entirety, all sold out within like seconds. Of course it did. Of course it did. Even though even though only one of them is good. Of course, because they're because they're a great band. They're an iconic band. They're mainstay in the SoCal punk scene. They they've carved out their own sound, their own fan base. They're good guys. Fletcher's f- something, but everybody likes him except for you for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. I do like Pennywise a lot though. I guess. All right. Uh, so let's see here. I mean, we, we we talked about greed. What what do we? Uh, I guess. Let's see, my my one B was uh, Alien. So then, what's your two B? Everything convinced myself. Straight ahead is my, my 2B title track. Of course it is. Of course it is. Suck Let's get it. into that then. That's my 3B. So, As it as it should be. It should be a, a top B. Absolutely. I like the, the hey, hey, hey. Like that's how we <laughs> yeah. yell. Like here we go again, dude. Like playing around with like two or three or four power chords. That's all we need. That's all we need. I like it. I like, I like just the groove. I like, I like simplicity. They have a good sound, and I, I dig it. They do, and I mean, like a lot of you know Pennywise songs, they the, some a lot of the songs start out pretty like mid tempo, and then they just kick it kick it into high gear, and just it's fast and everything, and then they'll kind of slow it down. They kind of go back and forth. It's typical cookie cutter Pennywise, and this is one of those. And but it's fucking good, and the woes in the chorus are fucking awesome. The gang vocals, like you said, I I. I I think it's it's fantastic. The cool guitar solo is awesome. It's a killer song, man. Killer Dude, I just song. I I love I love singing along too when he says it's your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so dumb. <laughs> just, he sounds he sounds like so exhausted from trying to spread all the posy vibes. It's your yeah. fucking life, all snotty and fucking teen angsty. Tries to be snotty in his like thirties and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good. Uh, the, fuck it, let's play a little bit, a little bit of it then, even yeah. though we barely talked about it. So here's uh, here's the title track, oh, fuck, straight ahead from uh, Pennywise. There you go, straight ahead from Pennywise. I had to play that guitar solo. There you go. I love it. I love that guitar solo. It's so simple. I love it. Great song. Great fucking song. Oh, excuse me. All the things you want, all the things you need. The the verses are so rad too because it's just because Fletcher doesn't play anything, so the bass really shines. Oh yeah. And the the bass tone on this record is it's fucking killer, man. It's killer, killer bass tone. Love this song. I like I like the bass tone this record, and I love I love the drums. I I like again. Yeah. yeah. He's he's like one of my favorite punk drummers because of his his like tom usage. And especially in like greed, like greed, you really hear that boop 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 boop. Yeah, like that's that's something that's that's kind of like unique and iconic to Pennywise. He does it so goddamn much, and he throws it in so many places that you don't even realize that he's doing it until it's already like two minutes in. And and the only other person that that kind of like does a little bit of it is like Smelly, a little bit with the no effect stuff. Oh, like, dude, he's such a like he does it, but he does it in a more pop punky way. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas Burt McCracken does it in a very, very much a like aggressive driven punk way. Well, I mean, Pennywise is, is a more aggressive band than No Effects is. That's for sure. Yeah, most of the so, time. Yeah, most of the time. And uh, honestly, this week, I never realized how good of a drummer he is. Like, Byron is a fucking great punk drummer. 
Dude, like he's so, so tight, good. and his fills. I I just never really realized how good of good his fills are. He's a fucking killer drummer, man. I I was I was really really blown away by him and the bass playing. But I feel like that's always the case whenever we listen to an album that we don't know or that we don't absolutely adore. You and I are always like, dude, the bass player and the drummer are so good. I mean, I think that's just kind of like our thing on Asinine Radio. We've 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 been guitar players for so long. It's just we naturally gravitate towards the guitar, and because we've played for so long, it's easier to pick up on a lot of the nuance of the guitar. Yeah, we've been fucking doing it for. 15 plus years now so like we just more than that dude we know what to look for we know what to listen for we know like the little tricks we know what they're doing we know the scales we like we know everything yeah we know everything we we literally know everything we're the greatest guitar players ever of all time yeah well i mean we're top three for sure who's number bradley noel fletcher bradley of course bradley noel and then us two after that oh okay all right that makes (laughs) sense Fletcher. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so do you want to you want to jump into the lyrics on this one? It's your fucking life. I uh, I don't know. This was. Uh, I don't know. He's 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 just taking the aggressive approach to telling us we can do whatever we want in life. Like like it's a. It's a very, it's a very power, like power of positive thinking thing. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Just believe in yourself. I think that's the okay. message, but I think yeah. he's just doing it and like, it's your fucking life. Okay. I, I took a little bit more of a negative approach on this one. Like I kind of view this as him calling out a person who, who just blames their problems on everybody else and doesn't take responsibility for themselves and it's him calling them out saying, you know, you, you need to change yourself because you're the problem, not everybody else. You need to change your outlook, be more positive. Like him being negative is is him saying that this other person needs to be more positive. So that, that, that's what I got lyrically on this one. So like we both think it's, it's kind of like a tough love thing. Anyway. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because I don't think anything on this album is, is anything but just posy vibes. I agree, I agree. There, there's, I think there's only like, from what I remember right now, there's maybe two songs that are actually about like a breakup with a girl. I thought there's just one, but I'll be fucking damned if there was another one. I think both. I think only one of them was a banger for me, but the other one was just a filler song. Oh, because there are filler songs. There's 17 songs, so there are some fillers. But I don't know. Do we have anything else on Straight Ahead? Nah, no, that's it. All right. So my uh, my three B. Wait, we already did my. Three. No, no, my 3B is um, Victim of Reality. Victim of Reality. Okay. No, that's my 2B. I'm sorry. That's my 2B. That's your 2B. I apologize. We're on my 2B. I was confused. Yes, that's 2B, right. Victim of Reality. Uh, this is a this is a single, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I've heard it on... I, I used to hear it on K-Rock all the time. But, uh, yeah, no, this is just like a bouncy punk song. It starts out with the with just like you know the bass and snare drum, dude. It's so good. And then the 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 guitar and bass come in. It's just a fucking killer intro to just get you pumped up. Let's take a ride. Like that's how. <laughs> like that's how you start the song. Yeah. <laughs> like. <that's> <laughs> and it. the way the way they sing the way he sings "Victim of Reality" too. It's it's such a fun sing along way he, he does it. And then the the pick slide back in. Oh, it's so good. I thought you would have hated this song because he actually tries to sing here and he's like stretching his vocals. It's kind of cute. Good job, Jim. 
He tries. Yeah. He tries sometimes. I can't believe this is actually a single. I mean, it, it is poppy, but like you said, his vocals aren't top notch. This is but. not Pennywise sounding in the beginning. No, 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 not at all. But it's damn it, it's so good. It's, yeah, yeah, this like, is one of the I, more pop punk songs on the whole record. Yeah, I, I, I love the riff pattern. Fletcher and Randy, like they note match at mm-hmm. some point, and it's so dope. It's so good. Yeah. And this is a good shout along song to sing along to. Another classic because it follows that formula. It's good bouncy shit. It's just this. This is Pennywise formula. <laughs> it really is. Where does this sit for uh, as a banger for you? This is my seven B. Dude, another another low banger. This Alien was low B. too. Uh, Alien was four. That's that's low. It should have been one. Dude, four B. That's that's top four. That's elite. Well, of course four. it's top four. Final yeah. four. <laughs> Final four. <laughs> elite eight. No, Final four. Uh, but no, yeah. Victim of reality. I I wonder if they 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 have to play this song live. It just has to be a staple in their their set list. Yeah. So I mean, when I saw them, uh, I remembered them playing full circle in its entirety after it was over. Obviously, they played like another. Ten songs, and this was one of them. Yeah, was it okay? Yeah, because like, when fuck I authority it was it, all their like the big big singles. Because when I saw them the one time, they I only remember them playing "Fuck Authority" and "Alien." That was it. But who knows? They could have played this one too. Probably. But yeah, this is this is popular. This is a popular one, and I don't care. I don't care if it's a single. It's my two B. That's a good um, song. Longer guitar solo here. I mean, it's still a basic thing that just matches like the pacing of the album and. Doesn't want to do anything else, but it's it's fine. Does his job. Shows up to work on time. I don't think you, job, I don't think home. you like the song. I don't think you like the song, dude. It's a great song. Double time to end the song too. Come on, always great. <laughs> For a it's band so, that already like double times everything. True, true. They really do, that's like that. Yeah, that's their whole their whole structure. Every song. God damn, it's annoying. It's funny it's though. Like even though you and I really like this record a lot. It's funny how little we have to say about it. Like we're not we're not gushing over this because there's not a ton to gush over. Honestly, my only my top four or five songs I will gush over and I will just like I will just I, I will sing its praises to no end. But really Pennywise is a band that can do no wrong because it's all kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I fucking love Pennywise. I love them so much. I think they're so great. And we even talked about how crazy they are, like live. Oh yeah, we'll have, we even we'll talked have to about Fletcher. We like there's there's so much, so much to do. Well, so okay, let, let's do this. Let, let's do this. I'll play this song real quick. Or actually, we'll, we'll jump into the lyrics. I'll play the song real quick, and then we'll get into like your your top five, and then and then we can talk about you know the Fletcher stuff, the fighting, the. The getting carjacked, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah. What do what do we have lyrically on this one? Oh, I thought I thought you literally just said you were going to play it first. Did you? Well, not I said lyric. I, I said lyric. I said we'll get into the lyrics and then I'll play it. Did you but, really? Yeah, but I mean, I'll play oh. it first. If you no, want to well, play it first, you I'll play just it said lyrics. We'll do lyrics. But okay. I, thought, I thought this one's about Jim just giving us a a dose. Of, every time I say Jim, I think of uh, Krasinski from The Office. I can't I can't <laughs> say Halpert? like somebody? Jim, you mean yeah, Jim, Jim Halpert. Halpert. Yeah, Jim Krasinski <laughs> or John Halpert. <laughs> That's all I think about now. Maybe because I'm rewatching The Office. That's true. A, and you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought I thought this was him giving us like a dose of reality. Haha, uh-huh. goofy. 
but uh, the world is like a gritty place, and and that's something to be aware of, I guess. And that's kind of what he's he's getting at. Yeah, I get is it. That, I, I don't know. I, that's what I got too. Like talking about like kind of the the dregs of society and and just like the shittiness of just big cities in general. And but I feel like in this song he takes it from the perspective of that of that person like in the streets, like the crazed person in the streets, possibly looking to like beat someone up or kill somebody. So he takes it from a different perspective rather than from the outside. Okay. That's what I got on this one. Damn, son, you really... Because, I mean, when you look at the title, it's called Victim of Reality. So it's the victim of said reality of being down in the streets, being down in the, you know, the nitty-gritty of the, you know, L.A., essentially, because L.A. is a fucking hellhole. But... um yeah, I mean that's so, that's a whole nother fucking topic of of contention to, to talk about is is L.A. in the the nineties. Oh yeah, I mean eighties nineties L.A. Dude is a fu- I mean it's it's still a dump, but eighties nineties L.A. was even worse. It was so dangerous. I mean so it's, fucking it's, dangerous. It's it's not like it's the worst, right? I mean it's it's like the worst city of all time in the nineties. Yeah, I would like I would yeah I would agree with that. I mean, we, we, we open up the 90s, right, to Rodney King. Yeah. And then we transition into, like, the Rampart scandal, the crash unit of LAPD, like, the biggest, the, the biggest, like, scandal in United States police history. Yeah, yeah. And then we, like, the North Hollywood shooting. Like, holy fuck, in, like, the late, the late 90s? Like, Jesus Christ. On top of that, you have all the, you know, the, the major gang violence on top of it. That's being glorified. In like the, the North 90s. Hollywood shooting showed LAPD how under-equipped they were to deal with the growing times of I know, isn't that violence? crazy? And how all that shit was caught on tape. And all that North Hollywood shit was caught, caught on tape too. And it only stopped because one of the guys was trying to reload his gun and fucking shot himself in the face. Yeah. Died. But like <laughs> LAPD were equipped with, with, with 9mm pea shooters. These guys yeah. had full body armor. Pea shooters. BB guns. Yeah, and then people are wondering why now they're like cops and SWAT are, you know, you know, wearing military fucking, you know, all this body armor and shit. Well, it's like, well, when you look at, you know, the the Rodney King riots and then the North Hollywood shootout thing, uh, you know, that's those are big incidences. They, they, we're talking like dozens of cops shooting at one guy, and because of his body armor, these things were just bouncing off him left yeah. and right. And how many? He killed. I don't remember how many cops he killed, but killed quite a few was, and wounded a lot. It was just scary to see a guy that is like is unstoppable. Yeah, he had, he had they were unstoppable. Both of them, they yeah. were fucking unstoppable. That shit was. I I always forget about that. That's that's something that like is never really talked about that often. Because it's it's kind of embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. Like the reason why it stopped was because one of the guys shot himself in the fucking face. See, and I died. don't remember that. And that but. was caught on that. That was from the helicopter. He's he's like walking down the at the um, the sidewalk essentially. And you can see him like messing with his gun, and and then we saw it in the academy too. And, and uh, I've I've watched this video numerous times. It's, you know, fuck these yeah. guys, assholes. Yeah. And you see this little like dust of cloud out the back of his head because he's fiddling with his gun, and it goes off, and he shoots himself in the fucking face. How did? Why would he even point the barrel at his as at his head? Because these are these are who cares? These guys are stupid. These are well, yeah, I are, know these are knuckleheads. I mean, yeah. But still, like that's like safety one hundred and one. <laughs> Don't look down the barrel of a gun, right? Well, yeah. I, I would think. Apparently not. But 
And I think the other guy too, the other guy died, he bled out because they shot his legs or something and they shot his feet underneath a car. Uh-huh. Like they just they just couldn't they couldn't keep up. Like these these guys were equipped with with illegally modified fully automatic <laughs> rifles. Yeah. And then yeah. and, and just dude, they had no chance. Like the cops had no chance. The cops got yeah. lucky essentially. But yeah, this was this, was this was this was this was nineties LA, man. This was dude, like the whole crash rampart scandal. Like, good God. Just that's insane. And then they in the crash rampart stuff, like that has supposedly ties to like Tupac getting shot, Biggie getting shot. Does like, it really? We're, we're talking yeah. Dude, we're talking LAPD is involved now in like Suge Knight. Like these 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 guys are buddy buddies. Like we we're we're talking now of of a, a, an organization, a, a city organization, getting involved with entertainment with gangs because they mm-hmm. for sure were involved with gangs. That is no doubt about it. But now we're talking about the LAPD either doing the deed or hiring people that will have being will have shot like Shig- or uh, Biggie that will have shot like Tupac. Shit, a lot of conspiracies here. Good stuff. It's fun. I, did, I didn't know that. Oh, and, and kind of kind of piggybacking off of you know the the craziness of of L.A. in the '90s. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you knew, but like two weeks ago was the 30th anniversary of the Rodney King riots and all that yeah. shit that went down. And there's this this guy I listened to on the radio, or I podcast him, and he was um he was he's been in a few wars over the decades, and he was also part of the Rodney King riots. He was part of the the military or the national guard at the time and he was part of that and so he was at the riots and he was he was talking about on the radio show that when he when everybody showed up to go you know be dispatched out or whatever was sent out they were only given two uh two magazines of ammo and each magazine wasn't even fully fully filled i think it was like maybe the magazines held 16 16 bullets but i think it was only like filled each one of one of them was only filled with eight like they were half and half and that's all that they were given for their for their rifles and then what ended up happening was like the staff sergeant or whatever was like you know fuck this we're gonna go to big five and we're gonna buy all the fucking ammo at big five in burbank because you guys are severely under equipped but that's all the the government was offering that was giving them because of like legislative shit and like and just political bullshit that's all they they were given so they essentially defied orders and went to like local big fives and and shit like that and ammo stores and bought a bunch of extra ammunition because they were given so yeah. little it's fucking wild dude it's fucking yeah, wild cuz nobody fucking knew that it, things could get so out of hand yeah nobody and fucking, fucking knew that did. it was like so out four days what four days three days of just it was anarchy. i think it was like six or seven days but was yeah it, that long? it was it was yeah, it was like pure anarchy. I mean, that's that's scary, dude. Like, actually, like, dude, just think of almost a week of just one hundred percent. You were on your own. Yeah, yeah, on your own. It's fucking insane. It's frightening. Yeah. Obviously, the the shit that happened to Rodney King was terrible, and should have never happened. But the response to it was was unreal. It's some shit we haven't seen in the United States. Probably since like the 1800s, really, when you think about it, there was nothing, there's never never been anything like that in modern history. I mean, not even the Watts riots were that bad, I don't think, in the 70s, right? I could be mistaken. No, I'm, I, I mean, I, I think the 90s was, was arguably the worst year or the worst decade 
Los Angeles has ever seen. Yeah. You know, it's just like the more the more you get into like the Rampart scandal, yeah. and, the more, and the more you see like like these police officers who were implicated, and, and I don't think anybody went to jail. People were fired or put on probation, but I don't think anybody went to jail. God forbid. But like you see these police officers who who are like gang members. They're part of the fucking bloods. Mm-hmm. Like they have ties to death row records. They are being paid or paying Suge Knight to do things. Like, like this is nuts. this is the police force. This is you know, besides like NYPD. This is this is the 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 biggest and most respectable police force in the United States. Yeah, and they're fucking. They're all corrupt. <laughs> fucking wild, dude. <laughs> it's, fucking it's fucking wild. wild. It's a movie. <sighs> there, there, really there's is. a movie. But like the LAPD is no, no. I mean, any big police force, any big anything is is going to be susceptible to corruption. Oh, absolutely. LAPD is no, no different. They've, it's been happening since the early 1900s. Yeah, since the beginning. It, there's always corruption in in everything. Always going to be corrupt. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is Los Angeles in the 90s. So here we go. We'll come full circle. Huh? Back to full Pennywise. Circle. There we go. Yeah, there we go. And so, like Pennywise in the '90s, I mean, they're from they're from L.A. They're from you know they're from Manhattan Beach, but yeah, it's yeah, essentially they're from it's, the nice part of L.A. But yeah, they're from L.A. It's, it's the nice beach city of L.A. That's let's just but they say see that. it. They see it. They're around it, especially being in like the punk scene and and growing up in the punk scene in the '80s, right, and into the early '90s. Like these guys, these guys are getting treated like criminals. I mean, Black yeah. Flag but for a long time, they people thought they were fucking a, a front for for selling drugs for a cartel yeah well all i think these, all these i think band i think cities in the like beach cities in the 70s and 80s especially like manhattan beach they weren't like a nice city like they are now like nowadays you know houses in manhattan beach are going for at least at least a million dollars like that's conservative a conservative amount but you know back in the 80s you know manhattan beach i don't think was that great of a city it was pretty i don't think it was Great, but I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't there. I not a whole lot. I've read about it. I don't think it was great, but I still don't think it was. It was like inner city L.A. Well, no, no, of course not. No, 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 not not anything close to inner city L.A. East but yeah, LA, you're right. It wasn't. Like it wasn't. There was no fucking. It was no picnic. Yeah, but it's even like you know Long Beach and or and Huntington Beach and you know things like that. Those cities weren't you know high end places back in the seventies and eighties. They were still very cheap. Nobody wanted to live near the beach back then. That's that's shit that didn't come into fruition until the nineties, really, where everybody was, was like, "Oh, we should all live at the beach now. We should all live next to the ocean, get oceanfront par- property." But back in yeah, the sixties, seventies, and eighties, yeah, sixties, seventies, and eighties, man, living in, living near the beach was not an ideal place to live. So, I don't know. Whatever. This yeah, is whatever. this is like so. This is so extremely you know geographical and something that anybody who's never been to orange county or la have no idea what the fuck we're talking about no way because like if you're talking about shit from montana right the mm-hmm. biggest corruption in montana who the fuck cares like the biggest corruption in montana it affects x amount of people the rampart scandals the rodney king riots these yeah. are these are things that affect not just californians not just americans but this is a global thing we're talking like, like, like these are, these are changes to how, how like the race relations are, are being, are being talked about, are being handled, 
Like these are big, big steps on worldwide race relations, the Rodney King riots, even yeah. like the crash and rampart scandal. We now realize that we cannot trust our government entirely. And that's like what Pennywise is fucking preaching here is we cannot trust our government entirely. Don't know why we ever have. Should true, never. True. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So um, since we're all a victim of reality, let's uh, let's play a little bit of uh, the song from Pennywise. Here we go. Great fucking song, man. Great song. From the Pennywises. From the Pennywises. <laughs> so, uh, so what else you got banger wise on this on this album? Oh, I got to uh, highlight this one in red, so I know I already talked about it. Mm. So yeah, my three B. Yeah, we haven't talked about my three B yet. My three B is uh, my own country. Really? That's not yeah. even a B for me. That's because you're stupid. Um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> All right, what do you got? How on is this not one? a B for you? What? I don't know. It just it it has that. It starts with that cool baseline and everything, but uh, said that it's, the chicka chickies here are slower and more in like the pinch harmonic type category, and then like the let's go, let's go, like come on, it's good, but yeah, it's just it's, it's not a big. And then the, the U.S. of me, and then the backup aggressive U.S. of me. <laughs> like dude, this is cookie cutter Pennywise. There's no reason it's not. It a is. For you. It is. Honestly, I, there's no reason. So you didn't make. Any sort of connection to Guttermouth with this song at all? What song? Big Pink Dress from from Musical Monkey. The bass no. line the bass line sounds a lot like Big Pink Dress. Kind of the the the, the cadence of the song, that that dun 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 dun. I mean it's not identical, <laughs> but there's a lot of like I mean I, I hear it now. Simil- now like, similarities. They're very similar. Very, okay. very similar. I didn't realize it until this week. I'm like, dude, this is this is a lot like Big Pink Dress. The baseline, everything, man. But it, I, I mean, yeah, I still, I, I think it's awesome. I like it. I like that. Yeah, I, I great gutter mouth song, great Pennywise song. Okay, that's that's right. <laughs> Damn, my own country's so good. <laughs> it is, and that the I really what I really like too on this song is the uh, that that kind of drum shuffle he does in the chorus. I think it's like a a drum shuffle. I don't know. But he does something different that I've never really heard him do Byron do before. But it's uh it it just adds something really cool to the to the chorus, just playing in that. This like there's just a lot of cool words he throws out, right? Yeah. Like just like just say these words and they're cool. A citizen who's really pissed, united anarchists. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a oh, vandal's this is line. So cool. That sounds like a vandal's line. <laughs> Give give me death or liberty. I am my own country. Fuck eh. it. I'm in my own country. United <laughs> States Confederate of me. This, so like if the Vandals had, had sung this song with these lyrics, the way God, Dave... Yeah, this does sound like a Vandal song, honestly. The, the way Dave would have sung it would have been like very tongue-in-cheek and sarcastic, and it would have given it an entirely different feel. But because Jim is so serious and has no person, no no sense of humor at all, it's just it i don't want to say it kills the song lyrically but yeah it's just it's kind of it's kind of silly but now, damn, dude, now that you said that this would be a fucking fantastic vandal song it would be right yeah this would be a really good vandal song dude his voice would be so <gasps> good on this record on this on this song and it, what's just, even crazier which we haven't talked about after the first pennywise record came out jim quit the band and dave quackenbush replaced yeah. him and they yeah. he toured he toured with Pennywise for the rest of that tour or for like one tour, and then Jim eventually came back and then 
obviously Dave went back to the Vandals. But yeah, that's crazy. It's wild, man. It's fucking wild. That is wild. You, like, I mean, Pennywise is no, is, is no, I don't know, nothing crazy, nothing, nothing, nothing iconically uh, complex. But replacing Jim's tough. Honestly, replacing Jim is tough. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't <laughs> imagine, imagine Dave. Dave doing a record. He can't be serious. No, Dave. It's impossible for him to be to, for him to be serious, and that's the genius. <laughs> Behind him and the Vandals, the Vandals are so like the Vandals are are one of the most underrated bands of all time. I would and love I, to hear. I would uh, love to hear Dave Dubro him. I wonder if they ever did. I didn't even think of looking up any live I didn't, footage. Not until now either. Like yeah. I would, I would love to see him Dubro him. There's no way he could Dubro him, and it'd be serious. There's no fucking way. I mean, <laughs> they, they <laughs> I just, I can't imagine it. Going, no going from Pizza Train to to fucking bro him, it just makes no fucking sense. Like, it, what the? F- I don't know, man. I I love the Vandals. I mean, Pennywise is they they have like an image. They have a, a like their low hats. You know, Fletcher's got those glasses that he always with like goggles. Yeah, like they they have an image. They always wear black. black. Always wear jeans. So Pennywise is Pennywise. Yeah, I know. I know. It is what it is. Oh. First things no. first. My own country, man. Come on. This is this well, is minimum. Let's let's play minimum a little bit of it and then people listening can make you the, don't have to the play gutter it. mouth. You fucking hate it. You think it's no, terrible. I, no, I want to play I want to play it now. So here it is, my own country from uh the Vandals. It's just the one bar. It's just the din 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 It just doesn't you're have expecting that, that. go din 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 It's that high note it doesn't have that he doesn't have, but God, Every, that song is so fucking funny. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> when I was listening to it right now, I kept singing like, "How about we sixty-nine? me again? <laughs> convey. I'm so confused. What's the news? I think I'm I think I'm turn gay. Somebody, my bitch left. She said, "Stick it in your rear." Dude, that song is fucking nuts. Yeah, oh no, that's a good song. And then anytime Jim says anarchy in here, I just think of of the Vandals too. Like I, I, just the way he he says anarchy reminds me of the way Dave would say say that word as well, and just oh, dude, I this think song it's because so ridiculous. like unless you're a true anarchist and you're like throwing fucking Molotov cocktails at buildings and and <laughs> blowing up cars, I think using the word anarchy is just it's cliche. It's kind of weak, and so when it the is. Vandals use the word anarchy, it's 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 silly. Yeah, it's yeah, silly, yeah. and that's how they get around that. Where Jim's is he's a citizen who's really pissed, United Anarchists. It's like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> it sounds so cheesy. Come on. Like, what do you what do you really come on? What are you doing? I know. I don't care. Oh, it's fun. Good stuff. Yeah. I no, I, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one. So uh what do you got for your Forby then? Or should we talk about Fletcher? What do you want to do? Uh my Forby was alien. Okay. Everything okay. convince myself of everything I can I can't believe. Uh, but we can talk about Fletcher. Confused. What? We can talk about Fletcher because Fletcher's, uh, uh, Fletcher's probably the most interesting person. Absolutely. He's um, six foot five, three hundred plus pounds. A very very big man. Um, fucking huge. I've never any any time I've seen him in pictures, videos, or anything, he is the biggest person in the room by far. Yeah, and he knows <laughs> it. Yeah, and. And the dude likes to drink. He loves to drink, and he loves to get 
plastered blackout drunk and fight and um, cause a ruckus. And it leads yeah, to Yeah, cause some... a ruckus is definitely like the best way to put it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch as many videos as you, but you sent me some good stuff today. And dude, I was laughing so fucking hard. When he yeah, trashed... so like... Yeah, yeah, get into it. You get into it. The, the, like the most iconic one, the one that like I've seen just a hundred times over the over the past 10 years is is the the no effects um fletcher just <laughs> fletcher just taking out everybody and he comes out during a theme from a no effects album yeah the professional bikers we come from a summer and then he comes out and he literally just starts taking people's guitars like he's he's he, i think he snatches he snatches I think mike's he snatches bass, mike's bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah just right from his fucking hand and then i and, and then i i think hefe just disappears like i don't in that video, I don't see him anywhere. I think he just like left the stage completely. And then Melvin's the only Melvin and Smelly are the only ones playing. Because I, I think, yeah. well, I, Melvin and Fat Mike are not scared of anybody like ever because they just getting their ass kicked is just is part of life at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and and Smelly same way. The Smelly doesn't care either way. But I think Hefe probably does not want to get stepped on by Fletcher, so that's probably <laughs> why he leaves. Yeah. But yeah, dude, Fletcher. I mean, like, dude, he's. Like you said, he's six five, three hundred plus pounds. Yeah, this is this is a professional wrestler we're talking about here. And and when you're when you're that drunk, like you don't understand boundaries. Like you're, you everybody around you should be afraid because you're. It's just you're like a fucking bulldozer. Yeah, you don't understand <laughs> boundaries and you're unpredictable. So so like if you're if you're going to take somebody down, you can kind of see where they're looking and and I, I, you know you you can read people. When they're not drunk, when you're that fucking drunk to where you can barely walk, like that's it's dangerous stuff. And No Effects is one of the few bands that could like pull this off pretty well and make it be fucking great. And they do. Like it, it turns yeah. into actually like a really really cool fucking thing because like Fat Mike's always drunk all the time anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Who yeah. cares if somebody else crashes your show? But eventually Fletcher like throws Fat Mike into the drum set, <laughs> and then Fat Mike gets up. And as as he's getting up, Fletcher tries to grab him, misses, and then falls into the drum set <laughs> and knocks everything over. I know. Just fucking knocks everything over. And then he like rolls around on top of like the toms and the <laughs> snare and just fucking everything up. Dude, just and a then, fucking mess. And then everybody's trying to get him back up and nobody can lift him up. And like no, he, nobody and he's like can completely lift him up. he's completely dead weight. You could totally tell. Like he's not even trying to get back up. But people are trying to like you, there's even one point where you see I forgot the guy's name, one of the roadies for no effects. He's like trying to like tickle him and like like push on his stomach or his side, but Fletcher's like not even reacting, you know? It's so fucking funny, man. Yeah. It's it's so funny. And this is not like the first time or last time that he's done this, and Fletcher's yeah. just a guy dude, it's be that big and get that drunk. Like you get to drink so you get to much, drink a lot, yeah. dude. Just imagine, like he's six five, three hundred plus fucking pounds. Like how much is he drinking? I know, I know. <laughs> oh my god! And people just accept it. That that's the crazy thing too. It's like, oh fuck, here comes Fletcher. Let's just prepare for the worst. And like they don't even try to stop him. They just kind of let him do his thing until he falls on the ground. They're like, okay, we got to get you up. But they kind of yeah. let him just do whatever he wants. It's fucking. What do you? You can't do anything. Yeah, you can't stop him. He's a fucking wall. He's a bulldozer. You you hope that he's having a good time, and you hope <laughs> that he doesn't want to fight somebody. Yeah, you you just don't want to piss him off. You know that's what it. It's like it's like in Blazing Saddles when uh, when when Mongo comes to town, 
Yeah. And then and then Gene Wilder tells tells the sheriff like no, don't don't take your guns. That'll just make him more that'll just make him mad. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna anger him, upset him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the Mongo of of punk shows. Dude, Fletcher told this uh I was watching like I was watching a bunch of just interviews and stuff and 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 in the Nardwar thing that he did with Fletcher too, that was super fucking funny mm-hmm. because there was a, a magazine. I don't know what the fuck it was. There was some magazine from the nineties and, and Nardwar pulled it up and said, Hey, look at this is a, a magazine that says how to play punk rock music featuring good Charlotte and then Pennywise and like two other bands. And Fletcher just laughed and he, and he said, so like, do you know how to play punk rock music? And he's like, I guess I know how to fucking play punk rock music. So Nardwar gave him a little pin and it said, ask me how to play punk rock. And he put it on. He thought it was really funny. I'm like, that's, oh, that's, that's so, so cool. great. I that's love awesome. Nardwar. I fucking but then I was, love I was watching this other one where Fletcher talked about when he was like 16 or 17, he was at a party and Henry Rollins was there. Mm. And Henry Rollins like thought Fletcher was talking shit or something. Mind you, he's sixteen, seventy. He's still like a six foot one, huge <laughs> ass kid. Yeah. And so Henry Rollins like thought he was. He did something to piss him off. Fletcher said. And next thing Fletcher knows, like Henry Rollins is on his back, like hitting him in the back of the head with a microphone. What the fuck? And of course. And and and, and then was Fletcher that a says, black like, flag show or? It was at some house party. He said. Oh, what the fuck. And Fletcher said he was so fucked up on mushrooms that he didn't really know what was going on. And so he kind of turned around, saw that it was Henry Rollins, and decided to jump out a window to avoid like all <laughs> contact whatsoever. And then like this was like many, many decades later. And he says, so I owe, I owe Henry Rollins a punch in the mouth. Or he said, I, I owe Henry Rollins a punch, or I, I owe him a brawl, or a punch in the face, or something like that. Yeah. He's like, God damn, dude. This guy just... This <laughs> guy's just all nuts, about like dude. the life. He's all about the life. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> and dude his like because he is such a big guy too like his guitars look so tiny on him like he's not he's not like a really fat guy he's just like just solid a solid big guy and dude yeah his guitars look like fucking toys when he plays them but and then the uh the uh love line incident yes yes the love line right so you, you can you can go I don't know how I got there, but I think I just followed the Wikipedia links. But you can go to the Loveline archive and listen to the entire like hour and twenty minute thing of Loveline. But they had Pennywise on Loveline. <laughs> it was already kind of weird. I think it was just Jim but, and Fletcher, right? I don't think it was the whole band. I think there was three of them there. Was there? Okay. Because when I was listening, I heard five voices, or at least three voices I didn't recognize because I don't really know what Jim and Fletcher sound like as much as I do uh, Doctor Drew and. And Corolla, Adam Corolla, yeah. So, so, but like you can hear Fletcher. I mean, I I didn't listen to the whole thing. I skipped like every five minutes. And there's a lot of ads too. A lot of ad, a lot of like um, ad spots, and then they play a lot of music. So I was skipping around, but you can hear Fletcher get like progressively more and more drunk and more aggressive. And it starts off as just kind of like a fun thing, but in the very beginning, like Adam Corolla talks about. How like Fletcher is no because Fletcher wasn't even in the room at the time of the introductions. He was in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and they were they were they were like kind of they were saying, "What do you think he's doing in the bathroom? Do you think he's like barfing up all the all the booze he's already drank? Do you think he's <laughs> drinking more booze? Do you think he's taking drugs? Should we be worried? What's going on?" Yeah. And then he comes in, and he's already you can tell he's already kind of drunk. He's already he's already buzzed, but like he gets aggressive, and he gets like he gets pretty like handsy dude he gets pretty handsy where he's like threatening specifically he's saying i'm going to do this to you if you do not do this 
and he's a big guy. And yeah. like none of these guys are fighters, except for Jim. I think Jim's probably the only guy that would that wouldn't that wouldn't be opposed to taking on Fletcher. Like he's the only ne- one that can tame Fletcher. Right. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen anything where 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 they fought where they've talked about fighting. I mean, obviously Fletcher's going to demolish anybody in his path. Yeah. But I I think Jim could like reel him in a little bit. <laughs> but that's some scary shit, man. That's some scary shit, especially for somebody like Doctor Drew and Adam Carolla. These guys are not fighters. No, not at all. Not and they're this, like yeah, and so for passive. Like this huge fucking punker, dude. For this huge punker that has been beaten on the back of the head by Rollins, that has jumped into the stands of of numerous punk shows to block <laughs> the door, to be super fucking drunk, and to threaten shitting in his hand and making Adam Carolla eat it before yeah. they leave. Like that's, that's and then, scary. And then didn't he didn't he say that he had a he had a hand grenade? Yeah, yeah. There was <laughs> like, there was something that he had like a grenade or like a, a he had something in his pocket. Yeah. He was talking about. And, and it got to the, the point where like they had to they had to call the police just because you know they're filming this and stuff and the other people are listening, so he had to call the police. But this is all just he was just super fucking drunk. Yeah. No, nobody filed charges either. It was no. It was fucking wild, man. I, d- I didn't listen to the interview, but from what I was reading about it, yeah, it was. Um, it's cool, man. Cause I've I've never, I've never like been on this end of of listening to somebody get progressively more and more drunk and more hostile. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it was scary. <laughs> it's so it's funny huge. too, cause like people people speak so highly of Fletcher, like they're like, yeah, you don't want to fuck with him, but he's such a nice guy. Yeah, Just, he's like, super nice. Yeah. And 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 from everything I've heard too, like he, if you're friends with him, like he's got your back. Like you don't fuck with any of his friends because he will fucking beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Which is like, dude. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I I hear so many positive things about Fletcher, but oh, and then and then we got to talk about the carjacking. We, oh God, we, we've so talked about good. it on the pod before, but this is like maybe seven, ten years ago. There was like a high speed chase here in in L.A. or somewhere, and um, the guy the guy who was who was leading the cops on he ended up breaking down or crashing the car and he got out of got out of his out of the car and he ran to go like you know carjack somebody's car and and steal theirs and it just randomly happened to be Fletcher from Pennywise <laughs> and the guy tried to open the door and then like looked at who it was and they're like nope and then they just fucking took off to another car because. Fletcher was I mean cuz yeah it was just kill like him. why would you want to fuck yeah Fletcher would fucking kill He'd you fucking kill him but yeah you, you could see the guy like trying to get in and then obviously the person inside was like fuck you and then the guy just like gave up and like ran to another car but yeah. this is this this happened for sure in our pod days cuz we talked about it on the pod was it was it that recent okay yeah so this had to have been within the last no 5 than, years 6 years yeah within the last 5 years 6 years tops yeah, the guy got a flat tire, and mm-hmm. Fletcher like Fletcher said he looked in his fucking rearview mirror, he sees this guy, and then like a bunch of police cars behind him, so he decides he's gonna make a little U turn and and like go the other way and then let the police pass, but his truck's so fucking big that he couldn't make the U turn, <laughs> so he had to stop, put it in reverse, and back up and do like a three point turn. Well, in the middle of that, this guy like like with his flat tire, I think it was like a Mini Cooper, some dumb fucking car. Mm-hmm. Gets out, runs over to Fletcher's car, and the way Fletcher tells the story is, he said we made eye contact, and the guy kind of like looked at my eyes, and I told him with my eyeballs like, "Don't fucking get in my car," 
and the guy turned around and went away. But you can see it. Yeah, like, yeah. This is yeah. one of those things where people say like picks or didn't happen, right? You, yeah. There is fucking video of this guy going to Fletcher's car and making a, a complete 180 and going the other way. Yeah, it's fucking so. Like funny, this dude. fucking happened. Oh, it's so crazy. fucking funny. Of all of all the like the rock stars or people to happen to for this to happen to fucking Fletcher. I'll kill you. You're dead. <laughs> and then you are dead. One other thing I, I really wanted to mention was was another video you sent me today of the TSOL set. Oh, and yeah. Fletcher fucking I've dude, this was like not like I was I was a little bit nervous. And Fletcher goes and fucking I mean he's kinda like drunkenly running or like walking around the stage. But then he goes and tackles I forgot the singer's name of TSOL, but he goes up and tackles him off of the stage and they both go head first off of the stage into the ground. Like, dude, that could have like fucking broken both of their necks. Yeah. Like it was a gnarly tackle. It was I was really shocked that they both came out of that with no no injuries because it was fucking nuts. And this is I mean, this is TSOL. So they're not they're not pennywise. They're older. This mm-hmm. is a bit this I mean TSOL is another band that that I mean they're from the SoCal area. I think they're f- also from some beach in in the Los Angeles area. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but but they're they're attributed to like the hardcore punk scene. But like and early been early hardcore. Yeah, like in the late seventies. So they're they're a band that that like Pennywise drew inspiration from. Like had it not been for TSOL Black Flag, there would be no Pennywise. And yeah. So I, I mean, they, yeah, they're from Long Beach. They formed in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I just, but like you're right. But so like these guys are older, so they're probably, you know, fifties. They get they got Fletcher's, at least they got at least 10, maybe in his forties, at least ten or fifteen years on on the on Fletcher. And like the way he tackled him was was the way you tackle somebody you don't like. Yeah, it was like and, a football tackle. And like Fletcher has mad respect for TSOL, and Pennywise has mad respect for TSOL. I've never, I never, I never listened to a lot of TSOL. I've I never, I never to. really liked. I mean, I've heard stuff from them, but I've never listened to enough of it to where I wanted to listen to an entire record. They're whatever. I think, I think I probably will now. Just to, I don't know, just really. It's so Cal Punksy, man. Like, I don't yeah, know. I know. I feel they, like I feel like they, I feel like it's so our due diligence to to talk about it to get into it at some point. Yeah, I mean. It, it's so weird because, like you, like we said earlier, you and I grew up so much on '90s punk, especially skate punk, and going back to a lot of the hardcore and and late and '70s punk, it's sometimes really hard to do because we're, I think we were like so spoiled by how good '90s punk was, to where sometimes we hear like some stuff that's so iconic and we're like, really, this is this is it, that's all we get. Like when we go back and listen to Sex Pistols, especially, it's like. This is what everybody raves about. It's garbage, garbage. But anyway, that's pretty. It's pretty garbage. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, and then, oh, dude, another another thing you sent me. Like you sent me a bunch of like three different videos, right before we started the pod. Another one was I think it was strung out. You said right. Oh, it was a strung out show. So like, Pennywise right. wasn't even playing the show. It was a strung out show, and it was some band I'd never heard of. Like I think it was called the Sheds. Mm, I yeah, think. I don't know. And and but it was at the House of Blues in Anaheim at, at the uh, Downtown Disney. Yeah, the old one. And and uh, dude, the House of Blues at Downtown Disney had no <laughs> business being at Downtown Disney. First of all, yeah, like I don't true. know if you remember, but like when that place first opened, somebody got stabbed. Like somebody got fucking really? stabbed. Like almost opening night, 
Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then and then ever since then there was always talks of like, should this place even be here? Is this too rowdy for downtown Disney? And it was too rowdy for downtown Disney. That's why they moved it. Yeah. The place that's why no Bloodhound that's being why Bloodhound Gang got banned from downtown Disney. Or di- banned but, from House of Blues. But that place had no business even being there. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Who who okayed that? Who thought that was like like age appropriate? That's true. silly. True. True. But yeah, so so this is a, 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 a what the fuck did I say? Downtown Disney, House of Blues, well, Strung Out band? Show. The oh, Strung Out Show. A Strung yeah. Out Show, the band called The Sheds. Fletcher comes out. I mean, the band's just like, oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> and then this other little guy runs out, and Fletcher grabs this kid like by his torso, flips him sideways, it's and then so weird, proceeds dude. to like grab him by his ankle and his arm, like his biceps, and he's twirling him around like you would like, like that... that like, a cartoon character yeah, grabbing like, a girl by the pigtails, right? It was like a cartoon. Around. It's some shit I never, I've never seen in real life unless it was like a, <laughs> either a cartoon or like a circus act. Like it's some shit you would never see in real life. A grown adult grabs another grown adult, swings him around in a circle, and throws him into the crowd. Like not 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 just once, but like three times, he spins him around and then throws him into the crowd, and then. Fletcher himself jumps stage dives into the crowd and then you see when he lands like all this group of group of people just like fall to the ground. They they, they try to catch him. They tried, yeah. But he's three hundred plus pounds. Yeah. Dude, it's so dropping a mini funny. cooper on a bunch of people. Like, what are you gonna oh, do? Dude, I was I that was so funny when I saw him pick up that guy, <laughs> another grown ass man, and fucking swing him around like that, like a doll. And I've you notice like every like video, it. every video I sent you, he wear he wears the same thing. It's the hat. The goggle glasses, yeah. jeans, and a black shirt. Black shirt, yeah. Every, every single video. Yeah, every time. It's so fucking crazy. It's so crazy. All right. So, good. so do we have anything else on Fletcher on this album or anything like that? No, that's uh. That's, let's see. How many, any more good good bees I wanna I wanna get into here? I mean, there's some other good stuff, but I mean, you know, a lot of it's the same. It's good, it's great, but we're just like I feel like we'd just be touching upon a lot of the same stuff. You're right. There's the, I I mean I have a lot of notes here, but nothing here is 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 very like I need to talk about this. It's all just variations of the Pennywise formula. Yeah. It's like, oh, in in this chorus they did what they did on they they did what they did on the yeah. other verse and it's like, yeah. It's yeah, I mean, stuff. really, that's that's about it. I don't, I don't really have nothing else. I I couldn't find who did the the cover art of this. I I tried to look, but I didn't, I didn't find that. Yeah, I did. I did a little bit of research too, and I didn't look too far into it. But yeah, I couldn't find much. But it, I don't think any of their artwork is very crazy good. It's fine, but a lot of it I is mean, just like I don't know. It's either the their logo. logo. It's yeah. either the the logo or it's like a a picture of. You know, some scene of like I don't know a riot or something. I mean, you you have like a much better, um, a much nicer opinion. Their, their artwork is shit. Their cover yeah. art is garbage. They've never had a good cover art. Like it's always terrible. Yeah. Like to yeah. to to reuse a logo, I like. I like I like I like them doing that. That's that's fun, I guess. I think their logo is fine. I don't think it's anything great. Oh, I I think that I mean, dude, it's a logo. It does its purpose. It did that you you see it and like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, true, true. It serves a purpose. All right. 
So then, uh, so then let's wrap it up. Let's give our final thoughts, and then wrap we'll um, we'll rate this record uh, based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, uh, so what do you got? Go. So I will say that this this was a this was a late a late addition. We were going to do Lily Allen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because. Um, I don't know. I thought that would be fun. And when her album, uh, all right, still came out, that was like right after high school. And I don't know how, why, where I heard it, but I bought that shit like the day it came out (laughs) and I loved it. I absolutely loved the album so much. I thought it was so good, but I know I like, honestly, I had not listened to it in like fucking 10 years outside of like smile. Mm -hmm. And then some of the other singles that she's had since then. So we're going to do Lily Allen. And then, uh, I listened to it. It's not very good. Did you listen to her I, second record as well? No, I didn't first? get that far. Just, so just that one. Her second record is much, much better than the first. Oh, perfect. Yeah. But even still, it's like, uh, I don't know if we should have done it. I'm kind of glad we didn't do it. But yeah, the second record Because was like much the first one is very, very reggae focused. And like that's why I bought it when it came out because besides smile like everything is very very kind of like reggae focused it's pop for sure first and foremost but it's very reggae there's a lot of r&b in there and like that's why that's why i gravitated towards it when it came out but like listening to it this week was just like dude this is so processed this is so it was just boring if if they had like I don't know if it, if it was a, a band like the upsetters is backing lily allen doing this like that is one thing yeah but I'm sure there's a lot of live people doing these songs, but it just sounds like it's all run through a computer, and and I just didn't want to do it, didn't care. <laughs> so sorry, Lily Allen. Yeah, we were supposed to do we, it. But, yeah. We skipped you. You got skipped. You suck. Um, but yeah. So like, final thoughts on Pennywise and the album. Straight ahead. Uh, this is this is my favorite album. Like I said, by Pennywise. I think this is I think this is fantastic. I love Pennywise. I think they're iconic. I think they are, I think they're up there, dude. Like, honestly, I think they're up there in, like, one of the most iconic, important punk bands of the 90s and the scene. I think they're great. I think they're better than Bad Religion. Hands over, hand over foot, Oof. for sure. That's just silly boy talk. Besides Vandals and Gutter Mouth and No Effects, they're the best. They oh, are the best. Okay. But even Pennywise at their best are better than No Effects at their best. And I will say no, that. no, 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 straight no, no. up. That's Pennywise at their best are better than No Effects at their best. Pennywise at their best are better than Guttermouth at their best. So you probably you probably fell on your head maybe six or seven times today, because that's really stupid. That's Dude, very No Effects stupid. is a pop punk band masked as a as a cheesy punk outfit. Who gives and a they're fuck? Great. They're fine. They're fucking it's, so it's much good. better than Pennywise. So much nah, better than Pennywise. Pennywise's best. Pennywise's best five songs are better than No Effects's best five songs. No, that's stupid. Fact. Straight Fact. fucking stupid. Anyway, they have a. Uh, they have a. I, I don't know, man. They have a nice spot in my heart, and I, I will. I will. I'll. Dude, I'll die for him. I will. Not really, but <laughs> you'll die. I for really Fletcher. love Pennywise. I will die for Fletcher. <laughs> Sing it, Fletcher. <laughs> He's the only interesting one in this band. 
the band's cool, man. Like the band just puts on a great show. They like Jim, as much as you think he's boring and and whatever, dude's a nice guy. No, I'm loves sure he's the fans. Great, yeah. I mean, like dude, they close their show with Broham. Obviously, they're gonna close the show with Broham. They invite people to come on stage. You know, as long as you're respectful. Like yeah, he don't give yeah. a fuck. He'll give you the mic. He'll put his arm around you. But then like, how many bands do that? Also, if, if you if you start to cause a scene on stage, Fletcher's gonna knock your ass out. Well, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to fuck around. I mean, I think you would know the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, how many bands like actively encourage fans to to run amok on the stage? It's true. It's not often, especially nowadays. It just it doesn't happen. And they did this even the last time I saw them, which was right before I moved to Arizona. Like, this was three years ago. Like they still three. This no, still dude, that happens. was like four years, five years ago. I've been here like three years. You've been there for a little bit longer than that. Anyway, like three and a half years. Yeah. Why? So, I, like, 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 straight ahead. It's not. It's not chock full of bangers. Every album, every song on this album is not perfect. There's a lot of there's a lot of filler, and that's just with any Pennywise album, really. Um, I do think Land of the Free, overall, has more bangers than this one. But I think, <clears throat> I think my top for me, my top four bangers hit harder than my top six bangers of Land of the Free. So that's why Straight Ahead is is my my favorite, and I just happened to get this one first on the CDs at the time, mm-hmm. right before Land of the Free. So that's why I have it as number one. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's it. But this uh, this is two point five. I would never, yeah. I would never give it more than two point five. I would. I don't think I would ever give any Pennywise album more than two point five. But. Um, I think it's a solid 2.5. I really, really do enjoy this. Even the filler songs, I will never change. If I list, I do want to get this on the vinyls, and so I would never. It's expensive. I mean, I can't really. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, it's crazy because when we first started collecting, this was like a fucking twenty dollar album. Was it really? <laughs> oh, that's. I swear to you. So the the good thing about that is, you know, if it was twenty dollars two years ago, it's probably up for a repress sometime soon from Epitaph. Yeah. Because they, they repress a lot of shit. So it'll probably be up within the next year. I think in the That's next couple of years for its 15th anniversary, right? So, no, 25th anniversary. Yeah. Right, right? 99, 2009, yeah. 19, yeah. 2022. See, maybe it's like its 25th anniversary. Like, for sure, dude. This is one of their most popular albums. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And Full Circle is getting a repress. Like, why the fuck is Full Circle getting a repress? And, yeah, this one has to get a repress. This one was way more significant than than Full Circle, in their like career as a selling records at least. But, oh, Full <sighs> Circle is getting repressed because it's the twenty fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Ninety seven minus twenty two is fifty or twenty five or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, no, it's the twenty. Yeah, twenty fifth. Yeah, twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, that's why it's getting repressed. Makes sense. Okay. Go. All right. So uh, yeah, you give this a two point five. So for me, you know, I I've always really dug Pennywise, especially Straight Ahead. Land of the Free, uh, those are the two records that you know I grew up on, and and I really love. I really love the two records, and I'm totally stoked that I have Land of the Free on vinyl now. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I I don't think they're a perfect band. Like I said, Jim Jim is the worst part of the band. I like some of his lyrics, but you know it's it can be very cheesy and silly at times. <sighs> I don't know. I'm just gonna repeat what I'm saying over and over again. So. With that, uh, I'm going to have to give it straight ahead 
a 2.25. 2.25 out of three. Solid. Yeah. That's fair, right? You know, yeah. Like it's enjoyable. You'll listen again. Yeah. So, Land of the Free, straight ahead, I'll give a 2.25. 1988 comp, I'll give a 2.5. Fair, right? I guess. I mean, I I guess it's fair. Nothing's nothing's a perfect three in Pennywise Land. No. But, but 1988 is better. Three. What? Brilham is a perfect three. Uh no, it's not. It's like a two point seven five. It's two point seven five. Dude, that's stupid. Come on. Like like I said, Pennywise. There's nothing perfect about Pennywise. Not even bro. Well, Fletcher. Well, what, what about Fletcher's oh, okay. onstage drunken antics? I take that back. Fletcher is three out of three. There we go, baby. He is a three out of so three. You're saying I, there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Yes, a three out of three. <laughs> oh so boy. Pennywise got a three out of three, and we are good to go. Yes, we are. So uh, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Keep listening. Tell all your friends and family how great we are because we really are the best podcasting people in the whole world. So, um, yeah, give us five stars. Go do that. And um, that's it. That's all. renditions i've ever heard from any band ever i'm surprised you hated it that much this was so fucking bad wow because i mean you love the real song the actual song i don't love it i think it's good you do you you just you just say that you don't just to get a get a a reaction out of me come on my guy like if you bro him who doesn't like bro him I this like the, bro him. This is yeah. so good. You're so fucking. Oh, I like bro is, him. I, your brain I is do. poo. It's all pooed up to think that anything from all or nothing is better than bro him. That's just insanity. Absolute linsanity. It is. Yeah. It's linsanity. <laughs> it's God fucking damn it, Tyler. God damn it. I I think it's fucking. It's a it's a great song. Absolutely. The I, fact that you chose any song from all or nothing is just, it just shows it just shows your true colors. It shows your no, true it, colors. It just shows that I think outside the box and I'm no, more of a it shows it shows that you're trying you're trying so hard to be like sophisticated and 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 pretend to the world that like 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 you have some complexity to you, <laughs> but really everyone just sees you as as a fucking uh, a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> You're a, go- like, you're a goblin. It's like the, the worst insult ever. That's all I get down. That's all it's I like the think most of. childish. Off the cuff. That's all thing. I could think of. You're a fucking goblin. You're come oh, out fighting, oh, and of oh. course, bro him. Of course, bro him. I mean, come on. You just you're just straight. You're a straight silly boy. If, you're a straight if, silly boy. If you, you think, think that if you don't from like all that or song, nothing is better than bro him, you legit think a song from all or nothing is better than bro him. That's what you said. That that is correct. <laughs> that is stupid. Yes. That's what that well, is. No, it's called being smart. Um, <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. So that's number four. Is uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's <laughs> called. Yes. <laughs> goblin. Fucking goblin. Oh my god. So yeah, Pennywise is Pennywise. My number four. So what do you got for number three? Yeah, this is this is the mainstay. This is my favorite uh, Pennywise album. I think Land of the Free 
is better overall. I think I think there are more songs on Land of the Free. I really hate that I say it like that now. It fucking bothers me. <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. It, does. it sounds so stupid. It sounds terrible. I feel like it's not even good. Like you say it like it, it, it flows a little bit nicer. When I say it, it just sounds fucking dumb. I sound like I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to do it again, but I think you have think, to say uh, it like that. That's how it's written. It's written with a question mark. <laughs> you have I to think, say it like that. I think the land of the free. Every day, I convince myself of everything I can't can't believe. <laughs> Abused, confused. Oh, it's so good. It's like it's the so, okay. So my my favorite so part of this lame, song. Dude, it's so lame. Come out of play or the 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 la 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 la. Oh yeah, what is that? I can't even think what that song is right now. I can't think what song either. That's a good song. The fuck song is that? I can't even think. It's not genocide, right? No. They do have a unique sound. Nobody really sounds like Dave Grohl. Nobody really sounds like Dave Grohl. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god, please. Every every black keys, black lips, flaming keys. Sound like them. Flaming key. <laughs> <laughs> we know what to look for. We know what to listen for. We know like the little tricks. We know what they're doing. We know the scales. We like we know everything. Yeah, we know yeah. everything. We, we literally know everything. We're the greatest we guitar are, players ever of all time. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're top three for sure. Who's like number Bradley one? Bradley Noel Fletcher. Bradley, oh. Bradley, of course, Bradley Noel, and then us two after that. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. 